Well, it's a lovely January day, and yeah, it is. we're excited to be here. Welcome to another Our House Rewind. I'm Matt. I'm Arliss. And I'm Brian. And today, uh, we're talking about uh, one of my personal filmmakers, and going to have a little bit of Your discussion. personal filmmaker? One of my personal... Personal favorites. Okay. Thank you, Brian, for calling me He's out. He's like a personal <laughs> chef, but he just yeah. makes movies for you. He just makes movies. I felt like that for a period of time. That's fine. Uh, anyways, uh, we're going to be talking about Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah boy. The, uh, the work that he's been doing because... We're excited uh, this Friday. Brian, what's happening on Friday? Yeah, so this week at Art House, we will be opening The Whale, the new film with Brendan Fraser and Sadie Sink and directed by Darren Aronofsky. So uh, that will be the only thing playing at Art House this week as it will kind of trump everything else. And then uh, at Babcock, we've got a couple great things happening as well. Um, Friday the 13th, we will have Friday the 13th Part 3 as we continue our way through the franchise. And not only is it Part 3, it is Part 3D. Oh, So we will be... Have some red and blue glasses at the front that you can pick up and watch it the way it was meant to be seen. Old school 3D. In the old school 3D. Was the, was the film originally released in 3D? Yeah. It was, okay, yeah. awesome. I like so, it. So, uh, should be a lot of fun. But if 3D is not your thing, we will also have it on Saturday the 14th in just 2D as well. Um, so you're not watching it on Friday yeah, the 13th. Don't come up so. to the wrong showing. So. Yeah, yeah. Know which showing you're going to. If 3D gives you a headache, might want to check out that Saturday one. Also on Saturday, earlier in the day, we will be having our science on screen uh, 30th anniversary of Free Willy as well with uh, Jeff from Zoo Montana there to talk about some animals in captivity, kind of the science behind that, some of the good, the bad, and the complicated uh, history of animals in captivity. So it should be interesting and yeah, free Willy always got always a good one. Come it's check it out. It's a classic from classic. my childhood. Do you I remember listen, seeing it in the theater? Oh yeah. I, I think, saw it in the theater. I think we went sure. two or three times. Yeah. It was like, we saw it originally when it came out and then we went to the dollar theater. Yeah. Old scene seven here in Billings, like two or three times I felt like, cause it yeah. was just, we, I loved it. Thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Arliss, Free Willy. I had the first two on uh, VHS, but yeah. I have no recollection of. No I recollection. Remember, like, I remember like you the iconic shot. Yeah. Of, like, yeah. 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 Spoilers, the poster is the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. All right. So here we go. Gentlemen, how are you first? All Arliss? Right. I'm doing I'm, all right. I'm glad you're sitting in on this Thanks. conversation. Brian, this, you good? I'm good. Yeah. The reason Arliss yeah. isn't on this conversation is Jake, who normally sits in on the podcast, hasn't really seen. He has not seen a single. Any of them. Aaron, he hasn't seen Aaron any Aronofsky. No. Okay. And it's <clears throat> weird. I feel like some of these are accessible. And are, yeah. The word accessible. Yeah. I don't mean it in a yeah. bad way. I just mean like yep. can entertain anybody. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. he has and some like, of those movies that kind like of would big, work. Like, you know, Black Swan was kind of a big deal when it came out. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I agree. So here, I'm going to run down the list. This, these are all of his films, starting in 1998 with Pi, and then he did Requiem for a Dream, and then The Fountain, and The Wrestler, Black Swan, Noah, 
and Mother are his currently released films. And then, as we mentioned, we have The Whale coming out on Friday. So obviously, none of us have seen The Whale yet. Mm-hmm. So The Whale is not a part of this list at all for any of us. No. Nope. Uh, but we've got four questions that we like to ask when it comes to uh, filmmakers. Uh, that's your favorite film in, in what they've done so far, your least favorite film in what they've done so far. And then I uh, like to ask the question, the film you may like more than most people, the one that... that uh, uh, might not be your favorite, but you kind of lean into it uh, more. And then the last question will be film you would like to revisit from the, their filmography. Okay. So, Brian, we're going to start with you. Cool. Uh, since you're the one responsible for bringing The Whale to Billings, mm-hmm. what is your favorite Darren Aronofsky film? Um, gosh, I have gone back and forth over the years, but um, I revisited some a few years back and. I would say the one that on second viewing really rised in the ranks and has probably been the one that I enjoy the most is The Wrestler. Yeah. It's really great. It, um, you know, I, I think initially when I first saw it, it didn't blow me over as much because it was a fairly tame film for him at that time after, you know, doing experimental stuff beforehand and then you know kind of pushing the boundary like the wrestler just felt like a very like grounded movie and i was like this doesn't feel like an aronofsky film but the more that i've spent time with it the more that i think it's a really great character study and um really well done yeah and especially with that movie what for me is just seeing the wrestling scene Mm -hmm. so just like how brutal yeah that they just do stuff to themselves doing it. And he's like addicted to it. Yeah, for sure. That most of this is not, you know, I mean, even the industry is telling him he doesn't need to go this far, but he has his own set of standards that he pushes himself to. And that, kind of becomes his own downfall. Yeah, is, and it's just showing the juxtaposition of him working at a deli in a grocery yeah. store, too, and just how it just slowly destroys his life. And yeah. it's still, it, it, it is tame, but it's still, like, really mm-hmm. kind of depressing and yeah. wild to see how far it goes. But For sure. So, yeah. The Wrestler. I am a big fan of The Wrestler as well. I, I mean, just off the cuff, I'm a big fan of all of his films, mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the wrestler for me was always. Uh, I I remember when it came out. I didn't see it in the theaters, and then it had the awards buzz around it, uh, particularly Mickey Rourke and you yeah. know his his acting and all that yeah, stuff. His comeback, yeah. And um, so I I didn't see it in that season. It was a year or two after it. I think it was after I watched Black Swan. In fact, that I went back and watched the wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I remember being surprised by it for sure of like, I didn't think I was going to be that into it because the story just felt totally disconnected from my, I have no interest in wrestling like ever really. I know that's sort of a hot and cold for some people that, you know, adults that still really love wrestling. Like it's, I I kind of understand it more now, but Mm -hmm. it's still just not really part of my DNA. Mm -hmm. No, same, same thing. Um, for me, but like you just, I don't know, it, it, you, you become invested in this world that is totally outside of the world that I know anything about and invested in the character. For me, that final scene, mm-hmm. final shot of the film, it, this is one of the movies like peak. You just remember that final scene yeah. and yep. it, it just sticks with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, and so for me, it, there's a lot of memorable characters in this or just like the two other ones he interacts with. It's just like 
I don't know. They make everything feel more heartbreaking by sure. the end of it. So yeah, no. yeah, I like it. Arliss, favorite Aronofsky. All right, uh, Black Swan, oh, starring Natalie is. Portman. Because I've said this before, but I'm a big fan of character studies, uh-huh. and I. To be honest with you, the first time I was watching this movie, I legitimately was like hating it because I thought this the main actress or like the main character Nina was too childish and it was like irritating me that she was like probably yeah. almost thirty and she's still acting like a child. Really? And so it added okay. and then but when we got to the ending and just kind of sitting with the movie of like explaining why it's like oh there's someone going crazy and mm-hmm. and it was like a good setup of like why she even went crazy so it was just so yeah it was just it was probably like my second watch where i was definitely like okay this is a 10 out of 10 movie and so uh, yeah it's just the the cinematography and mm-hmm. the style of what would you describe the style not like documentary like contemporary or yeah it's got a and a certain style with like the handheld shakiness yeah. to it, but it's just I don't know. It's I don't know. It's like it feels unique in the way that it, it feels is shot. unique in yep. its way in the way and especially the camera movement during the ballet mm-hmm. scenes and then with the editing, it just feels so smooth and like how they move their bodies mm-hmm. and just going through the dance sequences. It's just I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember so. I don't. Th- I didn't have a connection with Aronofsky at this point. This was like before in my grown-up life, where I was paying too. I wasn't paying too much attention to who was doing what film. But uh, again, mm-hmm. similar to the wrestler, remember it around award season being a really big deal and all that stuff. So I watched it shortly after the Oscars. But uh, it's it's a it's a head scratcher yep. if you're not willing to engage, like go down the paths of conversation and. And uh, I think just the, the 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 role of the artist and the creator and, like, pushing yourself. I mean, similar to The Wrestler that we were mm-hmm. just talking about, but this is obviously ballet and all that stuff. Like, if you're not willing to go down that, it gets it's a very frustrating movie. Yeah. And I remember watching it thinking, like, man, this is a crazy film that it's yeah. so popular within culture that people love it as much as they do because yeah. it feels it way just, out there. Yeah, and it's just, like, that first viewing is just the amount of confusion that I had about what was going on. It was like literally like putting me on the edge of my seat. Of like, yeah. 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 It's yeah. You're almost set up believing it's like a, uh, underdog ballet story. Like here, yeah. she's going to get the part and it's going to, yeah. she's just going to kill every, not kill everybody, but you know, make it and everybody's going to celebrate her. And then maybe she'll have her downfall. She'll get, and then, but she's going to rise up at the end and it's yep. not that story yeah. at all. And the first time you're watching it, you're just waiting for that story to happen the whole yeah. time, and it's. I, not. And I do remember too, um, especially like in that third act or so, it feeling a little bit almost like uncut gems in that, like you're just stressed over sure. like yeah. all the decisions yeah. that are being made and all. That. And it was just like the fantasy elements. Like yeah. there's a scene of her pulling out a feather yep. out of her back, and it's just like so gross to yeah. watch. And so yeah. Excellent pick. So I would have to say my number one uh, would be his most recent film other than The Whale, and that would be Mother. Uh, This is probably from a... Probably his most polarizing film. That's (laughs) what I was about to say. Most polarizing film. And I am definitely on the side of I love this thing, but I totally understand why people don't love this Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I get it. But for me, uh, it's so crazy 
So, so the the story that he's trying to tell is so epic. The story yeah. of you know, however you want to frame it, he's he leaves it so. I think I love it because he leaves it so open for whatever kind of interpretation you want yeah. to bring to mm-hmm. it. And so, you know, whatever mother is, like, just so many different things. Like, there's no actual named characters in the story at all. There's man, there's woman, you know, all of these different things. Um, And so, just to for me to feel that freedom and bringing my own interpretation to it, I really love the the way that it just continues to ramp up and go and go and go and go. Um, I think a, a... I, I haven't thought about this before, but it's probably part of my love of Banshees of Inishirin from last year, why I loved it so much, because it continues to just ramp yeah. thing. It It's not afraid to go there, and this film goes... It goes there. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. By the end of it. But, but the only thing I would say, like for me, the reason that, that um, it's my favorite is Mother is a unique film for me in that it truly changed the way I think about... A, a topic or a subject because of the way it continued to ramp up this thing. I'm a, I'm a very optimistic person by nature mm-hmm. and I always want to lean into the best of who somebody is. And here was the story ramping up of what if you just continue to give and give and give of yourself and the grotesqueness that can come from that kind of life or from that kind of belief system or story, whatever it is, and here is the outcome of that. And the, the baby, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. gross and it's intense. And I remember, like, it truly shifted some things in my own brain of like, oh, yeah, maybe where I'm the optimistic guy, like, we just need to all give of ourselves. You guys, that's yeah, what we need to do. Yeah. It's like, no, we don't. No, there's a point. Yeah. There's a point where you say no and you stop it. And yeah. you, when the war and the protests are breaking out in your living room, that's yeah. Yeah. that's a point you say, yeah. get out. You know, like, you don't you don't bring out the tea, like all that. So, anyways, mother for me, the way it's shot, the way like for me, you know, looking at some of the behind the scenes stuff and and just you know, this house that they created and the way that they, you know, moved through with some of these shots. And yeah. it's really, really beautiful. And for me, it, like, this is another 10 out of 10 for me. It's just the creativity of just, yep. like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just having Yeah, for me, it was also, like you said, it's, it's really epic in scope, but also very small in yep. scope in that this all takes place in one location mm-hmm. with very few characters. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's... You know, having that big, almost like everything, everywhere, all at once of how, you know, huge idea done in a very microcosmic way is, is very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mother number one. All right. Going back to you, Brian. Next question. What's your least favorite film of Darren Aronofsky? Why Uh, do you think you're better than him? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, Brian. Yeah. It's, this is a tough question because it's one of those where it's like, none of these are bad. So to say like, which one is my least favorite? Uh, I could go back and forth on a couple, but I think I'm just going to say the fountain. Okay. It's probably my okay. least favorite. I'll jump in on that and say that's mine as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, again, this was, he was in film school, like with pie and Requiem, he was very much, celebrated in that and then it was a several i mean six years before he did uh the fountain so people were really eager to see his new project and he went a totally different direction than what you expected the follow-up to requiem for a dream to be and 
I think that was a little jarring, but it, I also feel like, as we talked about mother having like big ideas and that I felt like this was a big idea that wasn't necessarily executed the best. I guess I could say that it, it never really felt, um, like it came together cohesively in the way that he probably imagined it would. Um, like I, I kind of get what he was striving for, but it's still also hard for me to really follow all of it. And yeah, I, I, I would say like he does f- for me as a guy that doesn't make films, yeah. <laughs> but here's, here's a filmmaker that can do these grand storytelling sweeps. Like, Noah and Mother, I think, are giant sweeps of yeah. on epic proportions, the story that you're telling. But then you can also get really intimate character study like a black swan or a wrestler that still has some grandioseness mm-hmm. to it, but it's definitely not this world spanning kind of story. It's it's really centered on a character. I felt like the fountain it, like it's trying to be both of those things. Because yeah. it's this story about the doctor and, you know, all of this stuff. And so like you want to be intimately connected to who he is, but simultaneously there's this, you know, uh, yeah. decades spanning yeah. centuries spanning mm-hmm. story that's happening with a spaceship and yeah. old, old timey sword play. Like there's all yeah. these things and I get it. It's cool. It's the beauty of movies to see that visual spectacle. But I didn't, by the end of it, I didn't really connect with the intimacy of the story and the grandioseness of what he was trying yep. to do also didn't really connect because it was almost too grand right. that you feel like I'm missing something. It right? was, it, it's similar to how I didn't connect with cloud Atlas either in sure. this, you know, huge idea that of, you know, multi-generational, yep. you know, sort of story that I'm like, yeah, but you're not really tying this together well enough. And yeah. Haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so Excellent point, Arliss. Thank yeah, you for the epic commentary. Yeah. Yeah. No, I still enjoy it to a degree, but I, I, I can see its flaws. And yeah. so I think those flaws are what uh, bring it down for me. The other one I could have said was Requiem for a Dream, which I used to really, really enjoy, but I just feel like it hasn't aged the best. Hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. I think The Fountain, I. I enjoy. There's a philosophy side to the fountain that I can get behind and mm-hmm. enjoy. Um, yeah, I think just from a, a movie making standpoint, it wasn't everything I, I wanted it to be um, for sure. So we played it for Science on Screen, yeah, a few months ago, which made me uh, enjoy it more based on the conversation that yeah. I got to have with Doctor Bates from the Dr. Billings Bates. Clinic. Yeah, smart man helped me see some things that in the film. So it was great. All right, Arliss, how about you? Uh, Least favorite? I haven't seen... I think The Fountain is my only blind spot, but Noah might... I would probably say that's also my blind spot because I haven't seen that since I was like 13 years old. But uh, I'm going to have to say his debut feature, Pi, because it's still a good movie. I mean, I own it, but it's just... uh, It's about a paranoid mathematician, and it does have that that like low budget issue of where sometimes it does feel like they're stretching the runtime, even though it's only like 84 minutes. It's only 84 feature just to be their first feature. Yeah. And, and, but just the filmmaking he still shows in this movie of like kind of like 
another person going crazy, like paranoid mathematician. And he sees some like crazy stuff in like a subway. And it was just, it had enough of effect on me the first time I watched it of once the movie was done, I was like, I need to go outside and touch some grass and (laughs) take a breather. (laughs) But yeah, I would say that's my least favorite, but it's still a good movie. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. Um, I I think pie is a good movie. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not taking the swing. I, I, so Pi would yeah. be second as far as least favorite, I think. He's just not taking the swings that he's taking with the fountain because it's, you know, it's a yeah. student film. It's, you yeah. know, it's this kind of smaller. So I, I, I mean, gave it a his, lot of grace. Yeah, it still kind of yeah. had his style in yeah. there. That's yeah, why for I sure. Was, yeah. I think I expected more from it too, but I also had to, again, I just had to give it grace of like, okay, he's not, this yeah, isn't the mother six, yet. Yeah. Or this isn't mother yet. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, so yeah. anyways. Cool. I like it. Okay, moving on. Arliss, let's go back to you now. Film you may like more than most people. Uh, I th- I think, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have to say The Wrestler. We just talked about it, but it is one that like even Brian brought up that he said it didn't look like an Aronofsky movie, or The Well didn't look like an Aronofsky movie, and then just remembering, like, oh, yeah, he directed The Wrestler too. So yeah. <laughs> Sure. Yep. Brian? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, film you would like more than most? Possibly Noah. Yeah. yeah. Mine too. Mine too. Aronofsky oh, buddies. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think I think Noah got kind of a bad rap when it came out. I, uh-huh. I mean, I think it was just this weird, like there's the Darren Aronofsky fans that were looking for something wild and crazy, which I felt like it delivered on, but some people still... Maybe didn't like the biblical tie into it, and then anyone that wanted to see a biblical story was definitely turned off yep. by it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just kind of fell in this weird like it wasn't so great that it trumps all of the controversy, and yet it wasn't. Um, it yeah, I, I, I think it just fell in a hard place. So yeah, uh, no. but I still really enjoyed it, and I, and it took me. I don't think I saw it until after Mother, even. That oh really? I, I didn't even seek it out until later because I think I just fell into the like you know bad initial um, critic responses, and I was just like, uh, maybe I'll just skip this one, and then mm-hmm. and then later checked it out and was like, this is actually really good. I don't know why people are sleeping on this. <laughs> so. Agreed. I think as somebody that uh, grew up in the church in the way that I did, like, and then, you know, to be where I am today, Noah is, uh, like, for me, one of the most truly, like, when I think about the story of Noah and, and what's being communicated in the scriptures, like, here is, like, one of the most accurate tellings of that story, the the magic and the fancifulness and the, the epicness, but... So the the story in and of itself is like it is what it is, sure. Mm-hmm. But then his his interweaving of you know the you're bringing extra narrative to it, obviously, because you've got you know a couple chapters in the Bible to tell after it, and he's telling a two hour plus film mm-hmm. story that you know you, you you need to add some things, obviously. And so that his characterizations and the and what he's bringing to the narrative is, I think, is so. Again, it's epic. It's similar to Mother. I think it's why I yeah. like Mother. It's this interpretation of humanity and, and our tension within ourselves and with each other and all of these things. I, yeah. yeah, big fan. Yeah. And I so. remember kind of in those initial responses, people 
having an issue with rock monsters and like yep. what what where'd this come from? He's just being weird for weird sakes. And it's like no, it's not. I think it was. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a. Th- I mean, we don't the the tr- we don't know. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like nobody <laughs> knows. So what? Are, what are, so for him, like he's telling a story. Yeah. Let's throw some rock monsters in there. That's yeah. great because it adds to the narrative and the story. And again, the story that I think you know a. a some level of honest reading of that story would would warrant the things that he's telling. So yeah. it's it's epic and awesome. Yeah, I so I was, you know, working in church world at the time when this came out and the number of people that, you know, either one, they're like, oh, this, he's just trying to rip off Lord of the Rings was one thing that I heard from a lot of people. And two, like, oh, he doesn't care at all about, you know, because they wanted the nice, I think we were talking about it last yeah. night, the nice yeah, Bible the story, story about God that comes and kills everybody. And I'm like, yeah. what what story are you yeah. talking? The nice Bible <laughs> that you put up on nursery walls and, yeah. you know, like, no, this isn't a nice story at all if you look at it. So, yeah, I'm a big, big fan of Noah. I love it. So it's... Uh, it's been a couple of years since I watched it, but you're making me want to go back and watch yep. it. I like it. All right. Speaking of going back and watching things, Brian, what's the film that you think you need to revisit? Um, I probably need to watch a few, but I'd say the one that I need to go back to most is Mother. Yeah. I mm-hmm. saw it once in the theater and I haven't revisited it. Oh, go since, back. So it's, it's time for a revisit. Yeah. I like it. Go back. So... I watched it uh, one time. I mean, it, Mother's like a yearly viewing for me. Okay. Um, yeah, me too. On Mother's Day? On, <laughs> yeah. That, okay. yeah. But, no, I uh, do it on Earth Day in uh, April. There you <laughs> go. That's better. Uh, no, I think, uh, have you watch it with subtitles. If you haven't watched okay. it in Home with Subtitles. For me, like seeing just the characterizations of man and woman, and I can't remember what the yeah. other ones are, yeah. guests or yeah. I, yeah. just stuff like that. There, there is like a Cain and Abel, right? Or are they yeah, not they're named? They're not na- named. Okay. They're, nobody's okay. named. Yeah, that's the, and that's where it like really started to come alive for me. Yeah. Like, oh, there's no names here. And you look at the credits, it's the same thing, you know? So it's really, really awesome. Cool. So I love it. Okay. Arliss, how about for you? Uh, you guys just convinced me to go... Check out Noah. I like it. Because then, plus, it's another interest in like seeing what Darren Aronofsky does with this big of a budget. Because I see Mm -hmm. it's listed as 125 to 160 million. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's but, it's epic. Yeah, I mean, it's it feels like what he wanted to do with the fountain from a yeah. budget standpoint. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he actually had the budget to do what he wanted to do, and was a little more fine tuned in, in his ability to to do it. Is what yeah. I would say. I like okay. it. Uh, the film for me that I would like to revisit is Black Swan, and it's simply because I've seen it twice. I think, but for me. Uh, you know, it's the reason it's one of your favorites. There's a lot to keep pulling out yeah. of that thing. Yeah. And I feel like more than any of his films, um, the fountain feels like it's out there just to be out there on some levels. Black Swan feels like there's still things that I can pull from this that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. want to keep coming back yeah. to it. And listen, I know I have this thing of where I get tired of being at work, but if you can watch it at the Babcock, I suggest doing it okay. on the big screen. Cause there's some shots where it's, the screen it's in scope so like okay. it's big enough to be like oh we're seeing it from the stage perspective like oh, an cool. actual yeah. size and, okay yeah, yeah. huh so, that's fascinating yeah. Yeah. i'll have to do that i i've only watched i never watched it in the theaters so i'll have to watch it <clears throat> in the theater i would say the same thing for noah but for different reasons okay. it's an epic movie yeah. needs a big screen all right yeah oh, i'd say pie is another one i need to revisit yeah 
And you need to watch Requiem for a Dream. I do. I haven't seen Requiem. Anything is just Ellen Burstyn's performance in that movie. Yeah, she's incredible in it. Yep. In Requiem? Yeah. Okay. Well, gentlemen, The Whale is coming out. Uh, I'm really, really excited for yep, it because I've become a big two, fan. Two whales this weekend. I, ju- <laughs> I think Aronofsky's just he's he's willing to take those swings. Like mm-hmm. as much as Mother was panned, like I was just yeah. like, thank you for for oh, taking yeah. the swing. Thank, yeah, thanks for going for like, it. And good I job on getting the money to be yeah. able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's coming back with the whale, which feels like more like wrestler territory, just right. based on the trailers and reviews. Right. And like, people just excited that Brendan Fraser's doing something yep. like bigger starring role for him. Yep. For the first I, time in a while. I'm, I've, I've been excited for this one for a while. So, yeah, Friday. I feel like it's been a good three years since I first heard about it. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The, yeah. Of George of the Jungle fame. Brendan mm-hmm. Fraser is back, people. So I love uh, the mummy, both <laughs> the first two. All Blast, right. from, Blast from the Past was always the one I oh, liked. Oh yeah. <laughs> Blast from I gotta nah. man. Let's just go watch movies <laughs> yeah. the rest of the day, guys. We've got a busy day in front of us. So all right. Well, I hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for tuning in. If we don't see it the movies really soon, I hope. Uh, we see you at another place really soon. We'll just say it that way. Right. I don't know what I'm trying to say. You're welcome. We'll see you around town. We'll see you in a better place. We'll see, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's what you're giving off I the feel vibe. Like I totally landed the plane on this podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.